What's good, guys? This is Please Confirm, the podcast where we break down all things questionable that you don't have time to Google. My name's Mel. And my name is Kat. And Jeffrey Epstein, or one of his co-conspirators, please confirm. is good what are you getting into how are you long time no chat I know I'm I'm doing pretty well you know I recently just got promoted into a new position at my work fancy girl yeah which is so crazy uh considering the circumstances but it's just been so refreshing to wake up and actually enjoy what I'm doing for eight hours a day. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but the past two years of my life have just been kind of like a slow grind and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and how I'm feeling and like just dealing with being a young adult in general post-college. So I'm just so thankful that I'm at a point where I can really focus on my career and kind of go up from here. And <laughs> I don't even no. know, like, it's just crazy being, being like, sort of happy when you, <laughs> when you woke <laughs> up. Like, who knew that was a thing? No, honestly, it is crazy. Like, once you start a job that you don't literally loathe, how much of a change in your entire life thing, like things take. It's just crazy. I know that happened to me with like my last job and getting out of that hellhole, <laughs> to put it lightly. Like there's nothing better. So we are, we are proud of you, sis. We're excited to see where you go. That's awesome. Thank you. What about you, Mel? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Honestly, I'm just being more aware of like – who I am is is that stupid like I've learned like I'm a creature of habit I love routine and today I just had one of those Saturdays where I woke up I worked out I like deep cleaned my bathroom I deep cleaned the kitchen I took out the trash like I was just like I just feel whole I went to Trader Joe's I like went on a long walk I went to a plant store and I bought a plant like oh my god I know I thought you'd be proud because you're like the plant lady and you know if anyone knows me I have like actually 25 plants in my small 700 square foot apartment so (laughs) it's usually like a jungle when you walk in which is exactly what I want my entire life um but that's amazing I'm happy to hear plants just like revive everything and they make you so happy when you walk in to see like something living and that you're like keeping alive I stand plants for sure We stand plants. Yeah, it's definitely like a game changer in my room. I can't stop looking at it. It's so cute. So anyways, creature of habit over here. And I'm just like learning to love. Like I've always thought I was a very like fast paced person, which I am. But during quarantine and COVID and like, I'm very lucky to have like this like outlook and just be grateful for like the slow pace of life. But I'm like learning to be like, more appreciative of, like, slow pace. It's kind of nice, yeah, and I think know? people, like, a lot of times they give they give being in a routine or they they give people who are, like, quote, like, homebodies um, kind of, like, a bad rap. And yeah. 
this is something that I've like definitely digested with my therapist so much (laughs) is that it's okay to like like being at home it's okay to have a routine it doesn't make you boring or unordinary it just means that you feel comfort in your space and I think we can all appreciate that so if you're like Mel and I and you love a good routine you love waking up and doing the same thing every morning please keep listening (laughs) we hear you and we see you because that's that's us yeah love that all right Kat so I don't even know like I literally don't know where to begin with the story it's a big it's a big deep sigh for me because when you told me that you were writing your episode about this and that it was going to be a two-parter I was nervous because this is so much to unpack like we've heard so many news stories about this we've heard so many conspiracies about this like this is front page news and guys it goes to the fucking top like (laughs) top of the top everyone's involved I don't care what they say they're involved literally everyone's involved it's crazy so we've been planning on covering this this story for a long time but we wanted to you know do it justice since justice was finally served to Jeffrey motherfucking Epstein or was it we'll get into it um, but yeah, we are making this the story a two-parter. So this is part one, and we are just going to cover this topic to its fullest extent. Um, so get ready. Today is part one of the Epstein series. There's a lot to unpack here, but we first wanted to let you all know that this episode was brought to you with the support from the following resources. The Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich documentary on Netflix, Truth and Lies, Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Hulu, The New York Times, CNN, ABC News, Business Insider, Daily Mail, and you all, I have a resource from Fox News. Yes, you heard that correctly. Fox News people. Sometimes you just have to see, you know, how the other half lives and how they get their media. Okay, so just relax. All right, so here we go. Today's episode, we are discussing all things Jeffrey Epstein. Um, If you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, get ready because Kat, this is about to knock your socks off. So I know a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein, obviously from like the news headlines and everything, but I don't know specifically about the Jeffrey. Like, who was the baby Jeffrey? Like, he had to come out of the womb sometime or another, so. Let's get into it. (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein was known for being an American billionaire financer, but he was not always rich. And the one thing I want to say before we jump in really is that he's a billionaire. Like, that is rich rich he's not a millionaire he's he was excuse me was a billionaire which is just like sickening that's so much money I can't even I can't even fathom I don't think people really realize the significant difference between millionaire and billionaire it's like a lot of zeros people between millionaire and billionaire like Jeff Bezos could literally like shave off a billion dollars and end homelessness in the United States. And like, he would never budge from it. Like his yeah, he wouldn't feel way the of life would never be compromised by that $1 billion being like, eh, goodbye. Yeah. But anyways, 
billion dollars. That's a lot of fucking money. Jeffrey Epstein, rich, rich. So, Jeffrey Epstein was born in 1953 and grew up in Coney Island, New York. He started his career as a teacher, which I thought was interesting, at a really fancy school. I think it's called Dalton um, School in New York City. So, it's like a really, like, uppity school in the Upper East Side. Um, But he only worked there for about two years before entering the world of finance. He worked uh, as an investment banker and rose quickly up the ranks. People in the documentary who knew him said at a young age, he was described as really personable, charismatic, really charming. So it's really not a big surprise that he, you know, moved up so quickly um, and soon after became a partner at the firm. Of course, like any man in finance. So <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyone, anyone literally with a penis, it's fine. <laughs> oh, so after gaining more experience, Jeffrey left the company, and but there was always like this weird talk about him on Wall Street, and it was said that those who worked on Wall Street would leave like audit trails, but Jeffrey Epstein didn't leave a footprint in the investment world, which is what people would say about him. So he was kind of like this omnious person, and people knew of him, but they didn't know like what he did, which I think is so interesting because that is exactly how I feel like so many people still think about him they were like how did he get rich like they knew he was this rich billionaire but no one really understood like where his money came from and so that's why we're getting into this backstory because I did a really big like a deep dive in the research and I was like where did this dude get his money like how is he a freaking billionaire like did he own a company like what was that about so um this is the story of how Jeffrey got his money I just like hate that his name is Jeffrey like not even a Jeff, like just a Jeffrey, like just a Jeffrey. <laughs> I hate that. I'm sorry to anyone named Jeffrey, but that sucks. <laughs> it's just not it. After his departure from his finance job, Epstein met this guy named Stephen Hoffenberg, who was the CEO at the time of Towers Financial Corporation. Um, and then Jeffrey ended up getting employment there. And Hoffenberg, who was, I believe, in the documentary. Um, admits that he deeply regrets ever hiring Jeffrey to be a part of his organization. <laughs> like, major yikes. Wow, that's that's a really bold statement to make. Bold, very bold. Jeffrey left his first job because he was accused of cheating and stealing money on the expense account for the corporation he was working for. So basically, he wasn't fired, but once they got word of what he was doing, he was like, peace, Gotta go before things get really bad. So then he <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> got GTG, gotta go. So he ends up working for this other guy. Um, but the guy Hoffenberg knew that Jeffrey Epstein had cheated and stolen money on his expense account. And this is what appealed to him at the time because the comp- the guy's company, Hoffenberg, was running a Ponzi scheme, exaggerating the company's value using false bank statements. To in a bid to bring investors on board. So this dude, Jeffrey Epstein, just like got into the wrong crowd from the get-go. And this guy Hoffenberg is no better. He literally was imprisoned for 20 years because of his Ponzi scheme that he was running. <laughs> uh, white men just really they know how to do it. So, anyways. <laughs> they really like know how to fuck up the system and most of them get away with it so I'm even surprised that we're here telling the story because I feel like it's a wolf on wall street ordeal like it's just men exploiting the system exploiting people for their money and then they still come out on top which like Epstein did for a really long time so yeah it's crazy 
The legal scheme was such a huge success, and Hoffenberg and Epstein made millions on the back of it. Um, and then Hoffenberg was later convicted of fraud and sentenced to 20 years. Major yikes. But naturally, Epstein had no skin in the game, and he literally got out like a free man, and nothing ever happened to him. So... That's too much. Another major phase of Epstein's career and where he accrued a really large sum of the of, of his wealth was his alliance with former Les Wexner, who was the chief of L Brands, which I didn't know much about L Brands, but they own like Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie. So major, major bucks. Like it's this huge over and com- overarching encompassing company that owns like everything basically right and I will say that I actually worked for L Brands for a period of time I worked for Bath and Body Works in college oh my God. and they are owned by L Brands so this is so full circle tying back to my hard time as a part-time worker you know <laughs> but I will say like Bath and Body Works paid me like fairly well and it wasn't a bad job I obviously couldn't use any of their products on my skin because it's so (laughs) harmful so but I sold I sold that stuff like I was bathing my body in it every day don't worry (laughs) Kat was hustling for that money that L brand money so he accrued a large sum of his wealth while he was um, working with Les Wexner, and Epstein was then given power of attorney over Wexner's financial affairs. Although their partnership did not stay rosy, with Wexner being accusing Epstein of misappropriating in excess of $46 million of his funds and cutting ties with him. So basically, this guy, um, Wexner, just put all of his trust in Epstein. He found him or saw him as like a trusted advisor. And Epstein just really took advantage of that. And that's kind of his mantra, like his MO, is taking advantage of these other super wealthy men who are very powerful, very influential on their own, and tricking them and then eventually taking money from them. It's an art form, honestly. (laughs) It's an art form that we all should learn. Yes. Is what I'm gathering from the first part of this podcast. (laughs) But also it, it leads me to believe that how does someone trust $46 million in one person? Like, we discussed this on our first episode ever with Britney Spears. Like, that was her father, her family. But this is just a random human being that comes in and is like, yeah, I'm great with money. I can finance you. I can invest your money. I can do this. I can do that. Which almost leads me to believe that Epstein was taking advantage of these men in maybe some sexual, intimate way. Oh. To lead them to hand over their money. You know, like why would have why would someone who has forty six million dollars to just like throw at give it to someone who's been involved in a Ponzi scheme who's been accused of stealing money from their expense account like yeah. it's 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 a little mind-boggling to me and I feel like there's a much deeper connection than just like oh yeah he gave the money away like there is definitely something there yeah like some type of relationship platonic or not that's 
that's leading to this. It's honestly just a testament to how, like, charismatic and charming and, like, how much of a charmer he was. He's literally, like, charming the pants off people and taking their money as he goes. It's just – it's too much. Epstein's wealth was also boosted by his property investments over the years. So I think everyone knows of his private island, Little St. James in the, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He also owned like super, really humongous mansions all over the U.S. Um, and across Europe as well. So a lot of his money did come from these property investments that he had. So this all leads us to our larger discussion at hand today. So our story really begins in the early 2000s, and shit is crazy from day uno, people. Like, to give a quick recap, at a high level, a quick summary, Jeffrey Epstein was a billionaire who was found guilty of sexually abusing over 100 women in the 2000s. Epstein's legal troubles began with a phone call to the West Palm Beach Police Department in March of 2005. So a little background context. At this time, so in 2005, Epstein was already 52 years old. So he's definitely what you would consider like an older man at this point. And I honestly, when I was first watching the documentary and trying to like get a grasp, but to like a grasp to understand like what this all was. I thought he was like a much younger man when all of this started happening, but he was literally in his fifties. Yeah, like he he's seasoned. He's been oh. marinating oh, for some time. <laughs> and I'm surprised he's like even even being outed at this point in time in his life. Like yeah. he's been doing this for a sum of what, let's say he got into the investment world in his early 20s. Yeah. So for 30 some years, he's been a con man. And now he's only being investigated by a small police department. Right. In, in his town of living at 52. Like this man has so much money. He's been paying people left and right. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it that he's been paying people off. So in 2005, a stepmother of a 14-year-old high school girl called the police to say that Epstein had sexually assaulted the teen after the mother of one of the girl's friends had called to say she had overheard her daughter discussing how the girl had met an older man and had sex with him and was paying and was paid for it, according to the police report. So this is just like the very beginning of the number of phone calls being made to the Palm Beach Police Department claiming that Epstein had conducted sexual assault to minors. The next couple years, it's essentially Palm Beach Police Department, so a tiny police department, starting to investigate on Jeffrey Epstein. And then within three years, Epstein would face a 53-page federal indictment on sex crimes charges that had been drafted by the FBI investigators um, that would send him to life in prison. Essentially, the FBI was involved, like, it went to the top people, like, the number of people that he, or the number of minors that he would bring into his home on a daily basis and sexually abuse was, you you couldn't even count, there were so many, and... Yeah, and I also remember, I watched the documentary, and it was insane about the testimonies that these young women were homeless or they were insanely poor they were disenfranchised they were so many things that are appalling and this man was taking advantage of them and he was using that to exploit them for money and it's 
it's no wonder that he got away with so much because it's unfortunate how society works, but it's it's just the truth that's coming out that people are in bad situations. And because money means so much in our society, it's really hard to be out of that grasp. And when someone offers you money who's living in a mansion and living in Palm Beach and doing all these things and knows all these people, you you gravitate towards them. You you want to be with them because you think that they can pull you out of this life. And he he totally took advantage of that. Yeah, it's really sad. A lot of the girls that were interviewed um, were living 10 or 15 miles away from West Palm Beach in an area like in trailer homes, like you said, like homeless um, and just didn't have, you know, any resources. And so when this, you know, older, rich, you know, wise, quote unquote, wise man was um, interested, they, they just naturally gravitated towards them. One girl said she was paid uh, $200 for 20 minutes of her time. And she was like, I've never in my life had $200. So to me, that was, you know, that was everything. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine someone handing me $200. And if someone did hand me $200, I would absolutely take it and I would come back for more. So I really, I really resonate with these, these women. And I just, it's just the beginning of this whole debacle, but it's just so sad that he was able to manipulate so many so many women in this position so yeah epstein ended up only serving 13 months of an 18-month sentence in county jail after reaching a much criticized plea deal with the u.s attorney's office of miami this is freaking crazy so the deal which is currently under review by the department of justice um, of professional responsibility, not only allowed Epstein to plead guilty to two state counts and avoid federal charges for an alleged broader pattern of, you know, similar misconduct, but also provided him and any alleged co-conspirators with immunity from further federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida. So literally, he goes in for his trial. His um, what's his name? His attorney goes up to the judge. They like talk briefly for two minutes on the side. They have a little sidebar, and then he's his fingerprints are taken. He's his mouth gets swabbed, and then he's escorted out of the room. Like it was in, it was like a hit and run. Like nothing came from it. It was crazy. He only served those thirteen months, and it should have been you know, it was a, it should have been a federal offense. It's mind blowing because all I can see in my brain right now is dollar signs. This man was clearly paying off people in our government to avoid being charged with the full extent, to avoid being sentenced to the extent and to avoid the public controversy. Yep that would lead to something behind this case. It's absolutely frustrating that men of power, men with money, are constantly getting away with things that are unspeakable and that should be punished to the full extent because, like I said, money is so prevalent in our society. It means everything. So 
you can coerce people with money. And I don't know. I, I just think that that speaks volumes when it comes to this. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just the beginning. Money rules the world, baby. Okay. So <laughs> capitalism. Capitalism at its finest. <laughs> All right, so let's unpack this. Epstein should have been charged with federal charges, but was instead allowed to plead guilty for two state counts. Essentially, there was this huge division between state local authorities and the U.S. Attorney's Office. Because Epstein had so much power, influence, and wealth, his lawyers were able to make a deal with the federal fucking government. Kat, this is your government hard at work, Okay. My government. I don't know what you're what you're talking about. Not my government. Not my government, honey. So in the documentary, they go into a lot of detail about this plea deal, and there were emails found with Epstein's lawyers emailing the U.S. Attorney's Office, and. The U.S. Attorney's Office is responding to Epstein's lawyers' emails, giving them their personal emails and told them to contact via their personal email because they did not wanting this. They did not want this being tracked back to their federal email accounts. These people are being paid off. Like, what else does this sum up to? People are receiving money. It's too much. It's too much. It's so corrupt. So when this all took place in 2009, he was immune from federal charges for himself and any of the names and unnamed co-conspirators he was working with or for him. So essentially, Epstein was given a get-out-of-free-jail card. Of course he was, because he's a white male, privileged, and has billions of dollars. Like, what else? Like, he's just like the framework for privilege. It's He's the poster child. <laughs> So with this plea deal, he had to serve those 18 months, but it ended up only being 13 months. He was permitted to partake in a work release program that allowed him to go to his his office, okay, quote-unquote office, six days a week for 12 hours a day as he served in sentence. That's the majority of his time was not even in jail. Like, what? A normal work day is eight hours i'm confused why they even allowed him 12 hours which means to me he was just like oh here's an extra million for the additional four hours or wait three hours no eight plus three is 12 (laughs) half of his day 24 hours half of his day was served outside of prison that makes literally no sense eight plus three is eleven (laughs) Oh! (laughs) why didn't you stop me before i I had to let you go freezes no it's the whole thing is so crazy like the majority of his time a sentence he wasn't even in jail he was literally at different hotels in miami during the day sexually abusing women and children on the daily There are videos and pictures of him leaving hotel rooms and leaving hotels during his his quote-unquote sentence. So the whole thing was a joke. The government's a joke. The sentence is a joke. And Jeffrey Epstein is a joke. The craziest thing about this was that the plea deal was all agreed upon in secret. So Epstein's victims said that they were kept in the dark, essentially, about all the details of the plea agreement while it was being negotiated in apparent violation of the crime victim's 
Rights Act, the CVRA of 2004, which guarantees crime victims the right to be informed about developments of their case. So just another cute, you know, little U.S. government corruption, you know, very cute, very harmless. I love that. So cute. So innocent. Like, oops, sorry, you're just violating your rights a little bit. <laughs> so sweet. One of Jeffrey Epstein's closest associates and also a former lover, so a little, you know, office love life, love to see that. Uh, her name was Ghislaine Maxwell, and she was the daughter of an ex-British newspaper baron, Robert Maxwell. So he was very wealthy, um, and so she basically was a socialite that came from a really rich family and was known for having a you know, key critical role um, with Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, sex trafficking ring. Um, and she just literally helped him traffic young women, which is like girl power. Where are you? Like what, where's the girl code? Yeah. I, I really don't understand like how this woman could have been, I guess, involved in this operation. But I also feel like because we've stated before that Epstein is so charismatic and he's so, I guess, like, involved and personable and all the attributes that you could ever want in a man. I can see someone falling for him, but I can also see, like, a sociopath falling for him. So yeah, I'm definitely not going to chump it up to Ghislaine being an innocent bystander in this. She was definitely a co-conspirator. Yeah. But... I don't know. Manipulation at its best, for sure. It really is. And she, you know, so she was a socialite. She grew up very wealthy. She was always out in the public and in the press. And so I feel like the two of them, like, it was just a natural, almost, like, evolution for them to come together. Like, she had a ton of connections in London. He had a ton of connections literally all all over the world. So it was only natural and inevitable for them to kind of come together um obviously not to come together. Yeah, it, was like the, it was like the ultimate love pair yeah like they were everywhere destined to be together they were just like literally everywhere at every party with every you know prominent influential wealthy person and it was just match made in heaven I guess or hell whatever <laughs> however you want to say it So there's a lot of talk as to who Jeffrey Epstein was involved with, who did he work with, who did he socialize with, um, and they were all, you know, very wealthy, influential, powerful people. So, you know, who are some of these people, you might ask? I think everyone knows of the first couple. Obviously, Bill Clinton is said to have flown on Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, personal plane 26 times. 26 times, people. Like, that's... That that's a lot. you can't deny you're friends with someone when you've ridden on their personal plane twenty six times, right? Yeah, 20, like like one two times. Oopsies! Like my name was kind of written down, but right. twenty six times, people. That's that's a lot of times. Bill Clinton, like. I just there's a, there's a lot to unpack with Bill Clinton in general. That is a whole other episode. <laughs> Um, justice for Hillary. <laughs> but according to the groundskeeper at Jeffrey Epstein's private island, Little St. James, he stated that he had seen Bill Clinton on the grounds of the private island, but he also said that he never saw him partake in any, you know, sort of sexual behavior. So literally, who knows? 
I'm sure he's sick. He, <laughs> impeachment? What? I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't have sexual relations. Okay, that was a lie. So it's very clear that this is probably a lie. But the record shows he was on the flight log. But there are people saying that he didn't do anything sketchy. So who knows? But another interesting fact Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Gizzy, we're just going to call her like Glizzy because whatever, or Gizzy, I don't know. She was at Bill Clinton's daughter's wedding. Like, wait, you're, you're talking like Chelsea Clinton, like the Clinton daughter, the White House daughter. Ghislaine was at the wedding. That makes no sense to me. And it's just, like, bizarre that so many – and, of course, like, we're going to get into this, but so many people, so many influential people were publicly seen with Jeffrey Epstein. There's no way they didn't know. Like, there's no way that he's just hiding all this, like, sexual misconduct, sexual abuse, like, behind him. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's just Jeffrey. Like, he's my friend. Like, right. It, like, takes what? a mastermind, but I honestly think he was one. So, I don't know. So, okay, we have Bill Clinton. We also have Prince Andrew. So, if you're confused about the whole royalty, like, what that family tree looks like, Prince Andrew's mother is literally Queen fucking Elizabeth. So, what? yes! Wait, I didn't realize... <laughs> I don't know why I didn't realize that, but wow, I did not realize that. Yes. It's like it's very close to home. So <laughs> literally and by home I mean Buckingham Palace. Um so one of Jeffrey Epstein's survivors, um, she her name is Virginia Roberts. She has come out, she has told her story and is just remarkable and is so strong. But she claims that Jeffrey Epstein forced her to have sex with Prince Andrew on three occasions. Once was in London at um, Ghislaine Maxwell's home. The next one was in New York City at his home. And the other one was at his private island. Um, And Prince Andrew has repeatedly denied these claims. And in the docuseries, Roberts claims that Epstein's decision to send her to the prince was all part of his perverted master plan. And there was a period when Virginia Roberts says that Epstein started literally trafficking me. There were times where he would send me on a commercial flight to go meet people saying, I want you to take care of them and report back to me what they liked and what you did for them. And Roberts, Virginia Roberts had claimed that um, Prince Andrews was one of these targets. From what I remember in the documentary, Roberts was like – Jeffrey Epstein's quote massage therapist I'm almost positive correct me if I'm wrong but he was basically exploiting her to these people and I almost feel as though he was just getting blackmail on all these people yeah absolutely and then using that to his advantage to increase his fortune but that's my personal opinion but totally agree On November 20th, 2019, Prince Andrew suspended his public duties for the quote-unquote foreseeable future following intense negative reaction regarding a television interview with BBC, um, which aired November 16th, 2019. And I don't know if you've seen this interview. It it is 44 minutes long. 
And it's basically this woman who is just a badass reporter going to town on Prince Andrew about these um, concerning allegations of his sexual abuse and his connections with Jeffrey Epstein. The Okay, the interview is insane. And it's, 40, it's 44 minutes long. And I'm like honestly horrified to say that I've watched it not once but twice. <laughs> and in it, he's just trying to – he keeps claiming that he's never met Virginia Roberts, which is literally – fucking crazy because there is there's a, picture, a picture there's a picture there's of a picture. his arm or his hand around her waist in Ghislaine Maxwell's freaking apartment and Ghislaine Maxwell is literally behind them in the picture like there is no way it's 100% him 100% her and the whole time in the interview the woman is like but there is this pic how do you explain this picture of the two of you and he was like, I have no recollection of that picture. Like, it could have been May. Could have been May, but I don't know. Like, dude, it's literally. Wasn't he like, oh, yeah, I was at this pizza place with yep. my daughter yeah. that night. And she was like, how the fuck do you remember what pizza place you were at? But you can't remember you being in a photograph with this woman yeah. and Keeling Maxwell? Like, it is crazy and so then literally three or four days after that interview came out he suspended his public duties because you know queen elizabeth is not about a scandal like she's over that she's like i'm too fucking old like get the fuck out literally you're just owned like go retire in a little uh cottage in the north for the rest of your life because i never want to hear from you again yeah it's (laughs) so crazy so there are so there's a little black book and in that book it has every single person that Epstein has ever come in contact with, who he's partied with, who he socialized with, who he's worked with. And we have a couple names which we thought would be interesting to share. So Elon Musk. Yeah. This is sad because I'm such a Tesla fan. Like <laughs> that's all I want is a Tesla because I want to save the fucking planet. And that's really hard for me to hear. And I, Elon, if you're listening, like, please confirm. I would really love to support you. But I cannot if you are involved with Ep- <laughs> if you are involved with Jeffrey Epstein. We have President Donald J. Trump, one of our favorites here at Please oh. Confirm. <laughs> we have none other than the Bill Gates. We have William Barr, the Attorney General of the United – or not the Attorney General. The Yeah, the Attorney General for the Department yeah. of Justice. Yes. Yeah. We have Woody Allen. We have Stephen Hawking, Mick Jagger, Heidi Klum, Spacey – or Kevin Spacey, Vaughn, but that's kind of not shocking. Uh, yeah. uh, we have Naomi Campbell. We have Tory Burch, Calvin Klein, John Corbett, a.k.a. Aiden from Sex and the City. That – that one broke my heart. That really broke my heart when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Martha Stewart, Harvey Weinstein, of course. Like, shocking. I mean, what's Harvey non-involved yeah. in? And if you're a Real Housewives of New York fan or Beverly Hills, Carol Radzewell and Denise Richards. <gasps> Ugh, cringe. There's so nice. many pictures of Carol Radzewell who – she has a connection to the Kennedys because she was married to someone who was part of the Kennedy family. Anyways, it's just crazy. And there's all these pictures of her and Kizane. And I'm just like, sis, I didn't age well. Yeah, that's 
That's a big yikes. A big, that's a definitely <laughs> a red flag. But that is – there's just so many names and so – like even Chrissy Teigen, I remember that came out a couple of months ago and people were like going in on her and she was like, I have no connection with that fucking creep. Like what are you talking about? But her name and John Legend's name showed up in the book. So I'm sure obviously like a lot of it is – like they were in this at the same party or they'd spoken before but had no you know real connection with him and that's totally fair but it's just crazy to like have been in his presence and not known like the degree of what was actually happening yeah and I think even so like if you're written in this little black book like that should scare you that should be an alarm that's going off in your brain that you fucked up <laughs> and you have some some things to reveal and you have some things to uncover and you should be an advocate for every single woman that's been harmed in this situation and you I really I really think the best the best policy here is honesty and like I feel like that's the only that's the only explanation and if you were complicit in his schemes then tough tootie like you're going to fucking prison yeah it's crazy so guys that is the end of part one of the epstein series in our second part of this episode we will be getting into more of jeffrey epstein's death and that's really where all the conspiracy theories lie like how did he die because we all know that he did not commit suicide so Stay tuned for part two next week, and we are looking forward to serving you guys with the tea. Hot, fresh apple cider. <laughs> exact Fall vibes only. Remember that our podcast is available on all streaming platforms, but most importantly, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can branch our confirmer circle you can follow us on Instagram at Please Confirm Pod, where we share weekly updates, and you'll be the first to know about our upcoming episodes. I think that is it from Kat and I, guys. So thanks so much for listening, and peace in the streets. Jeffrey Epstein or any of his co-conspirators, if you're listening, please confirm. <laughs>